hai. Hi. Welcome back to the Barefoot Office. I'm so, so glad that you are here. When, uh, when we did our little examine exercise with the kids tonight, what was your favorite time of day, sad time of day? I couldn't really come up with a sad time of day. Um, and that's a good thing because it's, uh, wow, you probably think of today as Veterans Day. It's been, um, a year ago today was kind of the most momentous day in my life. Um, end of a end of a job and a participation in one community and beginning of a participation in another community and a whole set of work because I went to my first adult children of alcoholics meeting a year ago today and that's been the primary place of my growth safety, recovery, community, all of the above since then. Wow, and I guess talking about that, it's been longer digital than it has in person at this point, which I just can't even believe. That's really a shame. Well, well, anyways, it was a good day, nonetheless, and, um, yeah, so here I am, and here we are in this digital spiritual space to listen to ourselves, to listen for ourselves, and to maybe even maybe even encounter our higher power, encounter God in this space as well. So to transition from my little intro and monologue, let's pause. Take a deep breath. And I invite you to take off your shoes. For the place where you are is holy. I saw the heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. In righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has names written, and a name written which no one knows but he himself. He is clothed in a garment sprinkled with blood. His name is called the Word of God. The armies which are in heaven, clothed in white, pure, fine linen, followed him on white horses. Out of his mouth proceeds a sharp, double-edged sword that with it he should strike the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. 
he treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of God the Almighty. He has on his garment and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the sky, Come, be gathered together to the great supper of God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses and those who sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, small and great. I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. The beast was taken, and with him the false prophet who worked the signs in his sight, with which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. The rest were killed with the sword of him who sat on the horse, the sword which came out of his mouth. So all the birds were filled with their flesh. Where does your attention go in this reading? For me, it's names written and a name written which no one knows but he himself. And then also what's not there, which is we're burned for all eternity. Instead, just... These two, and not all of them, these two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. The second time as we read, what connection do you make to these words from your life. I saw the heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. In righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has names written, and a name written, which no one knows but he himself. He is clothed in a garment sprinkled with blood. His name is called the Word of God. The armies which are in heaven, clothed in white, pure, fine linen, followed him on white horses. Out of his mouth proceeds a sharp, double-edged sword, that with it he should strike the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of God the Almighty. He has on his garment and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the sky, Come, be gathered together to the great supper of God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and those who sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, small and great. I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. 
The beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, who worked the signs in his sight, with which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. The rest were killed with the sword of him who sat on the horse, the sword which came out of his mouth. So all the birds were filled with their flesh. What connection do you make to this reading from your actual lived life and experience and relationships and spirituality? That phrase that stood out to me, names written and a name written which no one knows but he himself. I think I've talked before about this passage from Oryx and Creek, which I found my copy recently. I should track down the passage where the boy is, the main character is recounting what it was like to be a teenager and the parents that never got to know him, his secret self inside of him. And I was like, damn, if that was my experience. And, um, continues to be as I hide and I hide and I hide. I felt really relieved, actually. I texted my sponsor a couple nights ago. I really struggled to reach out to a friend who kind of who kind of gently rebuffed me, and that's okay. I reached out for me, not for the sake of the friend, really. But, um... You know, but there was still some rejection and some abandonment there. And, uh, I hadn't reached out to that friend in a full six months. And so afterwards, as I was processing it and thinking about it, I, uh, I texted my sponsor and said, I'm struggling to find the line between my life is unmanageable when I focus on others rather than myself and I'm an adult child and I isolate and I hide from other people. And so I was really gratified when a day later, sometime later, My sponsor texted me back and said, this is a really important question at the heart of recovery, and I look forward to talking about it, with you about it. And I just thought, hmm, wow. Well, I'm glad I'm right at the center of things anyways with, I've focused on my own experience, things I can control during this pandemic, my work, my kids, that's pretty much it, and have not invested in friendships and relationships for the most part, except digitally, text threads and Facebook groups and, you know, but really, in terms of being in person, I've only seen a few people. It's been hard. 
but in some ways it also hasn't. And in some ways, we all have names written, and a name written which no one knows but we ourselves. There's always going to be a quintessential mystery that is me that I will always struggle everywhere and with everyone to express. I saw a meme today of this <clears throat> this silhouette and the inside of the head said, I love you, and the speech bubble coming out of the mouth said, hey, listen to this song. It's hard when you are trying to share yourself, trying to share your connection with other people and it comes out all wrong and twisted and weird from what you had hoped and then it's received in an even more weird and twisted way and that just the connection doesn't work and you have to work and work and work at the connection. And sometimes the connections sever and sometimes they atrophy and sometimes they break. And sometimes that harms your connection to yourself. And that's why I love the more that I talk about it and think about it. There are names written and a name written, which no one knows, but he himself. As a nine, as an ACA, I struggle to know the name that is written myself. But this discipline, this digital spiritual space helps me to be in touch with it, to try to be in touch with it. And so I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful for all the other names that are written that are, some are mine and some are yours and some are other people's and sometimes I know them and sometimes I don't and sometimes I use them and sometimes I don't and sometimes I hear them and sometimes I respond to them and sometimes I don't. Been thinking a lot about how vastly complex we all are. We are not who we thought we were, but we are more than we thought we were. Everyone fails when they try to be what they were supposed to be, but it's better to find out who you were meant to be and who you are. Well, this third time as we read, what intention do you set for yourself, having read and reflected on this passage together? I saw the heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. In righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has names written, and a name written which no one knows but he himself. He is clothed in a garment sprinkled with blood. His name is called the Word of God. The armies which are in heaven, clothed in white, pure, fine linen, followed him on white horses. Out of his mouth proceeds a sharp, double-edged sword, that with it he should strike the nations. 
He will rule them with an iron rod. He treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of God the Almighty. He has on his garment and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the sky, Come, be gathered together to the great supper of God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, small and great. I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. The beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, who worked the signs in his sight, with which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who had worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. The rest were killed with the sword of him who sat on the horse, the sword which came out of his mouth. So all the birds were filled with their flesh. What intention do you have for yourself, having read and reflected on this passage? What did you imagine as we read that final time? You might have heard me laugh because I got to that gathered together to the great supper of God, which sounds like it's coming from a communion liturgy, and I thought how funny it would be sometime to uh, to read that passage and, you know, stand there at the communion table and come be gathered to the great supper of God that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and those who sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, small and great. People would just be like, huh? And it would be hilarious. It'd be funny to see if uh, <coughs> this passage... <coughs> pardon me, from Revelation is ever in the uh, daily lectionary or in the Sunday lectionary. See if you could do it then. Anyways. um, The other thing I imagined and just really caught me that final time was to stand in the sun. Just to be, to be in the light, to let my body be warmed. I talk to my kids, especially in these dark Minnesota winters, every chance we get when we're outside on the trampoline, inside when the sun is shining through a window, I say, let's just stop and put our face in the sun and let the sun make our brain happy. Maybe it's an intention to stand in the sun and also invest in some vitamin D for the winter ahead. Maybe a solar lamp. That sounds good. Maybe put a solar lamp on my Christmas list, which I need to get to my mom. So we'll try and see if any of those can happen tomorrow. But at the very least, I'll stand in the sun. Not an angel, but just a human. Just myself. And that will be good. O God, whose blessed Son came into the world, that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life. 
Grant that, having this hope, we may purify ourselves as he is pure. That, when he comes again with power and great glory, we may be made like him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours, friends, that as the light of the sun shines on you and you stand in the sun, you have within you the un unquenchable the unknowable light of God the light of the world which you are always